and welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thank you for tuning in again today. Have some awesome stories related to artificial intelligence and machine learning for you today. Let me give you a primer of what we'll be talking about. There's a startup called Quantemplate. They are trying to apply machine learning to the insurance industry as well as the reinsurance industry. Some really cool things developing there. They have a, a cool product. They've got some good funding. A breakthrough with a collaboration of MIT and IBM is being applied to analyzing videos, YouTube videos. There's a new, it's not a new startup, but there's a really awesome development with an existing AI company called CureMetrics. Talk about that. Salesforce Mark Benioff talks about how AI can be used both good and bad ways. And I'll finish with talking about multimodal learning. It's kind of the, the next thing, I would say, for machine learning. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for all these stories and probably a few uh, side stories as well. So let's get started. Today, we're talking about Quantemplate first. They are working in the field of insurance and pretty much everyone has some sort of insurance. And if you're in the United States of America, you either have insurance or you're uninsured because the government does not you know cover our health insurance very well at least so insurance industry is huge everyone has it everyone's annoyed by it no one really has a pleasant experience dealing with insurance that i've heard of it's always kind of these horror stories you know if it works well you don't typically hear about those, and I think those are far and few between. Submitting claims, having those claims reviewed by a chain of humans, and, you know, at each step of the way, there's some pushback because um, in order for them to make the most money, they will deny your claim. They are trying everything possible to deny your claim so that they don't dec declare a loss in that case. Only in cases where you obviously are going to get money will you actually get money. So each of these steps has humans reviewing claims, and this industry is just begging for a makeover with machine learning, uh, big data analytics, etc. And so Quantemplate, new startup, they've recently raised over $12 million to apply machine learning to the insurance industry. And so they have several uh, customers, Aegon Blue Square Reinsurance and Chubb. I'm not familiar with those companies. They're not huge insurance companies, I don't think, since I haven't heard of them. Uh, you know, I don't think they're in the league of, uh, you know, like State Farm and others, but um, they seem to be reputable customers and they're getting some serious funding for this this company on their website they say how the uh, product will work it has four steps uh, first step they'll 
in their uh, kind of application that they'll be delivering. It's actually being uh, used already by, by these customers. So it can clean your data sets. It will integrate with uh, your data source and can clean your data set can then apply machine learning models. It has hundreds of built-in data sets that could provide additional value to your, uh, you know, to your input data set, uh, allow, allow these different factors to come in. Um, some that they're probably using are, would be um, things like the census data and uh, you know, public data sources that would influence uh, their models most likely. They have validation rules that it will check for. It'll sort of uh, set your data quality standards, uh, let you see if anything is obviously wrong with your data. And then lastly, they um, kind of offer a reporting tool where you can um, sort of visualize your marketing and pricing insights very easily. So this is great. I love hearing about insurance getting uh, more attention with machine learning because it's just such such a pain in the butt to deal with. Um, and, and there's so much data collected uh, by these insurance companies. You know, it's just, it really needs this makeover that I was talking about. Uh, a while back, Tesla announced that they are offering insurance for their vehicles which just it makes so much sense because their vehicles are connected to the internet essentially you know when you go home and dock it and charge it it can upload some some data from your your day's drive to tesla and then they can kind of analyze it and see how well you drove that day and it makes a ton of sense they say that your price compared to competitors i believe was up to 30 percent off um, you know, they can, they'll be able to analyze if you're driving like a maniac, if you're, if you're driving safely, um, all these different factors, um, that will really allow, it'll be, it'll be good for both ends. It'll be good for the customer. The customer will get a price cut hopefully, and it'll be good for the company because, you know, they'll be able to really accurately determine, um, kind of, and model how much, uh, they're going to lose to you and uh, in turn give give you that better rate so really happy to see this introduction uh, from quant template to uh, the insurance industry it'll also um, hopefully speed up the whole process of submitting claims if if some of those steps are uh, going to be uh, you know automated then hopefully it'll speed it up make it less painful less painful and cheaper is the goal here that'd be awesome next up there's a cool collaboration between MIT and IBM they are looking at video that is uploaded to the internet uh, so video is kind of the hot medium to broadcast these days um, YouTube is one of the most popular sites on the internet. Uh, I saw saw an article that it was actually the most visited site. Um, I think it's pretty tough to actually quantify and compare that type of data. So take that with a grain of salt. It's it's in the top, let's say it's in the top ten most visited sites on the web. I 
everything I've seen puts it in the top 10. I saw one that was at three, one is at one. So it's one of the most visited sites in the web. And anyone can upload, I believe, endless amounts of video to YouTube. You know, so they're just they're collecting a crazy amount of data. Videos are huge. And they're gold mines for analytics. Uh, you know, if, if they can analyze these videos, find out exactly what's going on in the video programmatically, they can really offer some, some great ads. And video ads are, in my opinion, definitely the best type of ad. No one, no one likes text ads on your WordPress site. Uh, you know, no, no one really likes even uh, like podcast ads, I guess. But video ads, when you can, when it really engages multiple senses of yours, at least for me, they definitely seem to be most effective when I can see something in motion. That's why people like YouTube so much. They like watching video. So these are gold mines for advertisers. They're gold, obviously gold mines in turn for Google. So analyzing all this video is a necessity for them. However, there's just so much. There is so much video that's being uploaded to YouTube. I uh, read one article that said there's 720,000 hours of content uploaded to YouTube each day, which is just mind-boggling. That's in one day, it's uploading that many hours of, of video footage. So this is, this is wild that it's, you know, there's just so much going on to this platform. And, you know, these, these, these tech companies need to find a way to really efficiently analyze all that video to turn that into profits. So a lot of work's being done on this. The collaboration between MIT and IBM is working on this as well. And they've come up with a breakthrough that they think will uh, be able to, well, that they've actually shown can make building video recognition models up to, uh, it can make it significantly faster. And they say that video recognition models typically require 50, 50 times more data and eight times more processing power than just a still image classification model. So much more compute intensive, uh, you need much more data for it. And what they were able to show with this, this new algorithm that they uh, talk about, they're able to kind of do the same thing with much less computing power. They showed that they were able to take a model that previously had 150 million parameters, try to wrap your head around that, to just, just, just a piddly 25 million parameters. Still a ton of parameters, still just mind-bogglingly huge, but they've been able to shrink these models down significantly. And that really helped with analyzing all of this, uh, this video data. And so how, how they were able to do this was, instead of really looking at it as a video, they were able to add this thing called a temporal shift module. And I will give the one sentence explanation of that. It applies feature maps from one frame to nearby frames. So a feature map are the key features from each frame. 
And it's kind of assuming here that features, feature maps in one frame will be shared, at least in part, with other nearby frames, which is probably a really good assumption to make. Um, you know, most videos are, are not cutting to completely different scenes frame to frame. So nearby, nearby frames are sharing a lot of the same features. Instead of computing in each frame the, uh, the features, you're saying, well, they're probably shared uh, somewhat. So that's, that's kind of the breakthrough here. It's allowing that reduction from 150 million parameters to 25 million. And, um, in, you know, that's going to allow these uh, computations to be done much more efficiently and require less computing power and be less expensive, both financially for companies doing this, as well as environmentally for companies doing this. A lot of uh, people will bring up that AI is actually, well, it's true. It's, you know, causing a, a pretty large carbon footprint because you, you're using all this compute on data and you have these massive cloud data centers that must just be sucking so much power out of the grid for all this computing. So, you know, AI is kind of creating a, a carbon footprint. You know, it's creating a substantial carbon footprint and that's a big problem with global warming. And I won't get so off topic that I'll talk about all that. I'll stick roughly to artificial intelligence in this episode, at least. And that's kind of the goal. That's kind of the goal is to stay within artificial intelligence. So I do get distracted. So this is a pretty cool breakthrough. And I really look forward to seeing how this gets applied. And, um, you know, I think a lot of cool things are going to come out of this. More optimized modeling for video data. Uh, really excited to, to see where, where all this goes. Uh, it's good progress towards trying to analyze that 720,000 hours of video that's uploaded to YouTube every day. Next up. Next up. Next up. A really cool medical imaging AI startup called CureMetrics is trying to tackle uh, early cancer detection and they're actually making some great strides towards that. Um, so they are based on analyzing medical scans. Um, so particularly mammograms, they are looking at using computer vision to analyze these mammograms and essentially allow and be able to assist physicians in uh, ranking some of the, the most alarming cases that they see. Uh, so their product is called CM Triage. And what's crazy about this, I, I don't think this is common for most of these AI startups being used in healthcare. It's been FDA cleared. So it's been approved by the FDA to be able to be used in medical practice. And what it can do, it'll look at these mammograms. Um, you know, radiologists get tons and tons of these scans to look at every day. What the software can do is just kind of triage it like the name implies and sort of rank the what it thinks the severity of some of these scans are. So if you have a very like urgent, you know, you know, immediate critical medical need, you'll get bumped to the top of the list instead of waiting, you know, for the radiologist to look for the 40, the 40 people ahead of you who are all 
who will have normal scans, you'll get bumped to the top so that you can start, uh, you can detect it early and start getting treated. Um, so this is a, a really awesome application of, of AI and it's absolutely going to be saving lives, um, especially if they are beginning to release other uh, products similar to this. The uh, chief medical officer of the company, Dr. Watanabe, uh, she says that cancers that are missed by radiologists have been detected by the algorithm. And what they say is that uh, the, the service can be used to alert physicians or radiologists before the patient has even left the clinic if something is highly abnormal. So before you've even left the clinic, you kind of have an answer if it's, if it's really severe. And they expect, here's, here's the kicker, they expect the cost per mammogram to be, how much do you think? $1,000 to have this uh, analyzed? They expect it to be $5 per mammogram. So it's going to be vastly quicker, much less expensive. It's going to probably cut down on a lot of kind of triage work that radiologists already do. And it will actually, in some cases, be more accurate than radiologists. So this, this is an incredible application of AI and cannot wait to hear where cure metrics goes in the future. Again, they have this uh, FDA cleared product called CM Triage, which is really, really cool. Next up, next up, Salesforce. I actually talked about Salesforce a few episodes ago and they are doing some pretty awesome uh, work in AI. Um, they're, they're diving right in and they have this team called the Salesforce Einstein team where they, they tackle things such as uh, trying to detect sharks underwater off the California coast. So in the episode a few podcasts ago, I talked about how they, they can fly drones over stretches of beach and be able to detect sharks in the water and then alarm uh, beachgoers to get out of there. And uh, this will increase safety and um, really just, you know, people will be safer, uh, could probably even cut down on number of lifeguards potentially, you know, like if you know someone's watching for sharks, you know, they could probably trim down on lifeguards. Uh, so. Salesforce Einstein teams working on some cool AI applications. What I want to talk about today is an interview that the CEO of Salesforce, Mark Benioff, did with Jim Cramer. Uh, Jim Cramer's from Mad Money. He's he's a wild guy. He's pretty fun to watch. He's got this just crazy energy, and um, you know, it's a, it, it was a really good interview. Mark Benioff and Jim Cramer. And they talked about AI for a little while, and Mark Benioff is joining the, uh, the other tech executives that are warning about the dangers of AI development. So while Salesforce is, you know, integrating and developing some really good applications for AI, he warns about it being developed for military applications and how we really have to be careful 
Um, it can have dramatic consequences, I quote him saying. So it's really scary. Caution needs to be taken to develop this technology. He has a new book called Trailblazer, where he discusses how AI can be used for good. Among uh, stories is, is that, uh, that shark detection model that they've developed. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's scary to think about AI being developed from uh, military uses. There's actually a uh, report released by the Pentagon, I think in February, where they talked about AI strategy so you have, the, you have the military seriously talking about AI strategy as part of how they're going to be you know, moving forward with our military. And there's definitely some, some freaky things that they're, they're working on, I'm sure. We, we do not know about them. We will not know about them for quite some time, probably. So, Mark Benioff, I think you're right. I think we really have to be careful with AI. And, yeah, if anyone from the Pentagon is listening to this, I'd be surprised, first of all, and second of all, be careful. Make sure we are developing AI safely. Thank you. Last up, next up and last up, multimodal learning. So multimodal learning is beginning to be talked about more and more. What it is, is it's a type of machine learning that's kind of it's kind of a composite of different specialized machine learning models so instead of training a model to focus on for example the QR metrics model where it's focusing on image data uh, in the future where we have so much data uh, we're already getting 720,000 hours of YouTube video a day you know that's going to only increase likely as we as we move forward as we continue to get so much data available to us and we continue to become more connected with the internet of things where you have smart fridges and smart coffee machines and things like that you know we're just there's going to be so much data from very diverse sources that will need to be analyzed and that's where this kind of new trendy topic is is uh, being discussed. It's being worked on, of course, by some of the cutting edge researchers. Multimodal learning, bringing together these different data sources into kind of one unifying model. So it's going to be looking at like video, text, audio, for example, sensing data, from your from your smart fridge and your smart coffee maker it's going to be kind of compiling all of these different data sources into one uh one model and it, it's it's going to it's going to be really cool where this goes because right now what we have is we have very specialized ai for one kind of uniform data source if you want to look at a couple then you have to build two models and then kind of figure out how you're going to tie in those uh, results or switch one data source into the format of another or you know things like that so multimodal learning now you know what it is if you didn't before and there there will be a lot more coverage about this in the next years because this is is where the technology must go as we try to analyze these diverse data sources and 
get them on board with machine learning. So that's about all I had for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love talking about this stuff and I will be back. I have more stories already to talk about. So once again, this is AI Buzz. Let me give a super fast recap of what we have talked about. We talked about Quantemplate and how it's working with the insurance industry and hopefully we'll make our claims faster and our insurance cheaper. Talked about how MIT and IBM are simplifying, not simplifying, I should not say, they're actually making it more complicated, but they're making it so that it's less computationally expensive to do the analysis, which will cut down on carbon footprint of doing machine learning computations and also probably make it cheaper and more readily available to analyze video. There's a startup called CureMetrics. They are working to analyze mammograms and provide early detection. They think uh, they'll be able to provide mammogram analysis at $5 a piece, which is crazy. I love hearing about that. Mark Benioff is freaked out about AI and how it could be used um, you know, for malicious purposes, particularly within the military. Um, he's in good company. Many tech executives share the same views. Then I talked about multimodal learning and how it's going to be bringing together lots of different data sources and it's going to be creating unifying models to kind of get a full picture of all this data that we're going to have coming in in the next handful of years with the Internet of Things. Got to tie in that that smart coffee machine to uh, your Fitbit. You got to. Must be done. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is AI Buzz. I'm your host, Nick, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye.